You're on 94.1 FM. What a wonderful world. Uh, we have in the studio Harriet Mantel from RATS. That's a great acronym, Residence Against the Tunnel. Well, hello, Harriet. Great hello. to have you in the studio. We'll just get you a little bit closer to that mic. <laughs> Lovely to be here, thanks. Fantastic. And uh, we have Andrew Kelly from Tunnel Picket. Uh, hello, Andrew. Hello, Rowan. Welcome to the studio. And, of course, we've got lovely Dee co-hosting. Squash nicely in the middle of you two guys. That's yeah. very comfortable. Uh, now, um, Residents Against the Tunnel, uh, well, I suppose that's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? Uh, it is, except that we're really not so much about the tunnel as about the whole east-west link, which is... Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And uh, Tunnel Picket, Andrew... Um, well, that's a, that's a bit self-explanatory too. Have you been picketing against the tunnel? Uh, we have. We're on a bit of a holiday now because the uh, linking Melbourne Authority and the state government have uh, finished with uh, the geotesting drilling that we were um, principally operating. And these were the drillings up uh, Alexandra Parade, was that right? Yes, yeah. And I suppose a lot of people would have driven past there and watched people camped up in the middle? Uh, yeah, it varied. Sometimes it was off in side streets, but there was a, a whole yeah. run, which is down on uh, Alexandra Parade. Um, it's very preliminary work, so they were just... Uh, okay. So we haven't seen anything yet? No, not really. No, not really. well, like, people need to take their minds back to 1977. Exactly. Uh, when they built that freeway. Yes. And um, I'll tell you what, if you do get hold of some old pictures uh, of some of the you know, the blockades and everything else. Uh, what we've seen recently was nothing compared to that. Yeah. And I, I see that um, our Premier has passed laws uh, against people protesting and, you know, if you... The move-on laws. Yes, those laws are extremely dangerous and they're just in themselves. They they're are, quite draconian, aren't they're they? They're a reason to protest in themselves. Yeah, yeah I see that um, Queensland have passed similar laws if you belong to a, a group, you know, you can't sort of congregate in more than three of you at a time. I think that was, you know, it is designed to, uh, to target uh, criminal organisations, but... Um, I think people have already been caught up in that uh, and been jailed incorrectly. So God knows what's going to happen. Yeah, well, these, uh, these uh, new laws in Victoria, they're really very dangerous and they, they transform the, the landscape here because traditionally when people took up uh, protest and civil disobedience, the penalties in Victoria have been pretty small. It's, you know, like a $200 fine. As they should be. That's but our right. In this new, in <laughs> this new legislation, on. you can have uh, potentially, I mean, these mm. are maximums, but you can have uh, over an $8,000 fine and potentially you can be imprisoned for up to two years without having committed any crime. You could just insist on standing your ground on a street corner in Melbourne somewhere and if you did it enough and you did didn't give way if the authorities wanted to they could put you in jail for two years that's what the legislation says it's quite extraordinary it's isn't it um extremism it's against our civil rights i would have Absolutely. thought yeah um look we're uh, you know apart from that but um look uh, you're both helping to organize a rally for public yes. transport so um that's the primary reason we wanted to get you in and have a chat today um it's uh you know the public transport is a broad coalition of concerned citizens and groups. Um, it's not an organisation. 
No, I wouldn't really call it a, an organization. I mean, in a way, even Tunnel Picket doesn't feel like an organization. It's a kind of format, and people come in. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes when, you know, the temperature is up, we get huge numbers at the moment. Uh, when we have our meetings, not so many come because it's a bit quiet. And uh, Tunnel Picket has been one of the uh, initiating sets of people that have started up this uh, this upcoming rally. So it's a broad... You know, it, it is a, it's a, as it says, a broad coalition of people. So, yes, and I've broad. seen it on the TV, and I've actually did go down and um, down to one of the um, pickets once, and uh, you know, it's it, there's people in suits, there's people, yes, in, yes. there's kids, there's you know, a lot of elderly, all different, women. but they're hardly you know these rat bags as they keep getting no, no. described by the politicians, are they? Yeah. It's like, you know, when you read about it in the Herald Sun, they're, they're sort of pulling back on these very old cliches about ferals and yeah. hippies and so on, and it's ridiculous. Even some of the mainstream media have been coming up with those labels and without probably going down and having a look. That's why I went down to have a look, you know, I wanted to see for myself. Because, look, I mean, we do know, we all we all know about things like renter crowds and all those sort of things, but... Um, I generally, it's just not the case here. No, it's not the case. No, and, I've uh, seen it from my own eyes. Yeah, I would. Uh, it's not. You know, we don't actually know if uh, we're going to have to go back to uh, direct action because it's quite unclear actually how things are going to be, uh, how things will unfold. Well, we'll get on to that shortly. Oh, okay. Actually, um, we'll talk about the submissions to the um, the CIS hearings. Yeah, the CIS hearings. Yes. But um, so for our listeners, um, you know, we'll talk about what is East West Link. It is the east. It's the linking of a new freeway through the, from Western Melbourne yes, through well, to the eastern suburbs. If the whole thing were to be built, it would be uh, an extension from where the eastern freeway currently ends at Hoddle Street, uh, all the way across uh, to the Western Ring Road, and it's really it's a kind of return to a very old style of thinking. Um, which emerges out of the American freeway movement. And in Australia, in Melbourne, there was the 1969 freeway plan, which really would have just turned Melbourne into Los Angeles, a kind of grid where every five kilometres you'd have this uh, arterial uh, freeway. And that, uh, that roused a lot of opposition. And it was Rupert Hamer, I think, in just before the 1973 election, who basically ripped out the centre of that and... Uh, well, Mel Mel Melbourne's traditionally been an incredibly easy city to yes. get around. Yes. I, I mean, look, it since the population blew over three million, it's gotten quite difficult. And plus, I suppose I think already somebody did fly over Los Angeles, mate, and come back with an idea. Because right, have you yeah. seen that Balti Bridge and that total mess? Uh, I mean, you ask anybody that drives on that thing, and they just hate it because mm. I think they've got one lane that goes all the way out to the southeastern freeway and one lane goes onto the Westgate Bridge and one lane goes into the city and it's... No, I'm not kidding you, I live in Coburg and it's backbanked to Mickleham Road every day by half past seven in the morning. So they're going to build the freeway going from the they eastern freeway. The freeway. Yeah, from the eastern freeway. And, they, and a tunnel going underneath. into a tunnel at some point. Maybe it's Smith Street, I think, is where they... But, you know, when they say tunnel, you've got to be a bit careful because sometimes when they say tunnel, what they mean is cut and cover. So they dig a you know a great whacking trench and then yep. hopefully at some point they put a, a roof <laughs> over the top of it. So they do they like the word tunnel because it suggests that it's somehow and it comes out at um, Ross Draw Field, which is in Parkville. Yes, uh, two cricket overs. I'm a passionate cricketer. Uh, I'll better put my hand up. That's why 
um, I'm interested in this subject. My cricket club are looking like losing... Well, my, my 11-year-old boy's going to lose his cricket ground to it. In fact, I think he already has. I think there are some 16 sporting clubs, aren't there? Oh, absolutely, yeah. There's thousands and of thousands yeah. of local residents that mm. live in that area that use Royal Park. Mm. For, there's dog walkers. There's even people that dress up in uh, medieval armour and go and hit each other with um, sticks, mm. you know. I don't know what they call themselves, but there's vast groups of people that enjoy um, all those parklands. Um, and then that's the first stage of it, and there's another stage where they extend the freeway um, on the other side out right to... Which I suppose they'd call the second crossing, That's I guess, stage wouldn't they? Two, yeah, stage, stage two, Stage two. And this is a total of around $18 billion of taxpayers' money. That's the current figure. So that means yeah. uh, a billion a dollars a kilometre or a yeah. million dollars a metre if you want to take it. And it's a public-private partnership. Yeah, it's actually uh, availability public-private partnership. So it's the same... What does kind, that mean? <laughs> well, it's the same kind of system that they used for the desal plant. And the, the kind of key word there, um, availability, means... Crikey, I think we've got to learn from that one, mate. Yeah. They're not doing that again. Well, the point about this kind of arrangement is that all of the risk falls on the taxpayer. So... As it, it did with the desal plant. Exactly. exactly. Because uh, the, and they uh, get a 34% return on their investment, and we haven't even got a drop of water out of it. Uh, something like that, yeah. So for this one, it would probably end up being... Uh, 11% interest, but it's effectively for the financial... Has people. anybody told them that interest rates have just gone negative in Europe? You know, seriously, they've gone negative now. Oh, this is... A Do you know what happens when interest rates go negative? They, um, you have to pay the banks to give the money out. Right. Mm -hmm. That's and what if happens. You, if you really wanted to build this project, then no. you should just borrow the money and Well, it. you're never going to get it any cheaper than what it is no, now. No. Or they could just print it. I mean, I don't think that would hurt either. I mean, they might as well. <laughs> Everyone else is. No, but seriously, interest rates are very, very low. Yes, I know, yeah, yeah. Um, but that might not be a good reason to build a tunnel over. No, it's not a good reason to build it, but, uh, you know, the, the, the way it's going to go is that all of the risk uh, falls on the, uh, the taxpayer, and it's the government, it, will be the go it would be the government that would collect those tolls, but it doesn't matter how much they collect because it's never going to cover the annual payments or the quarterly payments that are going to be made to these to the winning consortium for something like 25 or 30 years so it's going to bleed the budget uh you know for that for that whole period wow it's really interesting it's um i don't you know i understand that people just sort of see a road getting built and they don't, probably don't really think about how or that part of it it might be an important thing to think about um I'm not too sure how much the state can bear, you know, with these sort of things, with the desal plant. We, You know, we're going to be yes. paying hundreds of millions of dollars a year for that thing for, you know, 30 years or something. It's crazy stuff. Well, it takes away money from other projects that yeah, it we does. could be looking at. Mm -hmm. Schools and health mm -hmm. are a good mm -hmm. thing. Um, talking about getting healthy, just get on your bike and get rid of the cars, I suppose, is one option, isn't it? Um, you know, building a road like this will take away from other public transport opportunities. Um, w w would that be the case? Well, Dr Napfan is been putting a lot of energy into saying that he's going to be um, doing new public transport projects. He's scrapped the Metro Rail Tunnel and come up with a new Metro Link. But in doing so, I mean, these things haven't got off the drawing board yet. So um, it's a lot of talk, but it's questionable how much we'll actually get to see. Um, and given that we're spending $18 billion on 18 kilometres of road, 
um, it's questionable, in fact, how much we will see. Um, yeah. I mean, we've seen the tunnel in, in Sydney's gone bankrupt twice. Yes. The one in Brisbane has gone bankrupt. That's why... They They're going to build another one in Sydney, yeah. too. <laughs> and, and I'm sure that the only way they'll get anybody to bid for it is um, to offer them the same kind of indemnity, which is to say the taxpayer will make up for any shortfall. Geez, I'll build him a train. I reckon I get more people using that. Mm. Um, I see that they even come out with an idea to build a rail link to the airport from the city. I mean, you know, that's just madness. That sort of stuff. I mean, you'd be better off building a rail link, you know, at the middle of the Eastern Freeway, well, off the Collingwood well, branch, straight up, uh, you know, the Doncaster Rail. I mean. You see how many cars are using that uh, freeway at the moment. I guess what would happen is that they're all going to, you know, they're going to build stage one of this thing first. Is that correct? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. So for five years they're going to do that. When it's built, it'll take another five years to build the other one. I think there maybe is an idea of doing them simultaneously. No, I think they'd have to. Because but in fact, the second part is, you know, it's... It's not really. It hasn't been very elaborately planned, and they've actually the. Well, how many people are going from the, you know, Doncaster to Laverton anyway? Right. That's. The I point. mean, really. Yeah. yeah, and if you put them all onto the Boldy Bridge, uh, that'll be banked out to Box Hill. Well, they talk It'll be about. Incredible. They talk about this being congestion busting, but there's there's there, we've got 135,000 cars going down there per day now. Um, by their own estimates, it's going to go up to 200,000 by 2031 a lot of those are going to be trucks because that's what it's all about yeah i believe that they estimate uh the amount of trucks on the road will mm. double in another mm. 20 or 30 mm. years so monday to fridays the vast majority of people uh want to go off into the city and there's no exit points between the tunnel uh, where it enters and where it comes out at Elliot avenue so either you still turn left at hoddle street and deal with that um, and that's going to get worse because oh, yeah. there are going to be more cars oh, on the yeah. Eastern Freeway, or you pay your toll and drive all the way to the other end. Yeah, where are you going to end up? You're going to end up in Elliott Avenue, and then you're going to have to turn round a loop back into the city. Hmm. Okay, but it's going to go onto the Balti Bridge, isn't it? Uh, I thought it was going to feed straight onto the Balti or the Tullamarine. They're going to build a... I think this, the idea is they're going to build a second... Um, oh, off-ramp. Uh, off-ramp okay. along there, but, yeah, I'm not 100% on it. You'd love that if you live in North Melbourne or Kensington, wouldn't you? Well, that's, oh. uh, that's <laughs> or Essendon. Mm. I think Essendon are going to lose a whole stack of uh, footy grounds as well and a, a whole street, actually. I think the uh, in terms of immediate... Uh, impact from the from the building the the front row victims are the people who live in the Flemington flats and uh, it's really it was really clear from the from the uh, impact hearings that uh, that we went to that those people have barely been consulted but you know I think at one point the uh, uh, there's a, a kind of overpass that's it's uh, level with the tenth story of the uh, of these high-rise flats and it's really just going to be terrible for them. It's, I mean, CityLink is already bad enough for them. I think they um, had to compensate those block of flats to the point of $92 million. No, you're thinking of uh, the Evo apartments. Oh, yeah. So if you Sorry. buy expensive apartments, then you can be paid out. Well, they're going to go to public housing, I believe. Uh, yeah, that's the They'll idea. be the most expensive public housing right. in the history of the mm -hmm. world. Uh, and that's, <laughs> that's right opposite where we play cricket, actually. I know, yeah. yeah. And... Um, See, there's a very, there's not, it, it's a demonstration of a lack of consultation. Absolutely. Uh, to have those things built and then the banks say, oh, hang on a minute, we're not going to finance that, and then people being put in limbo.
And also, um, I believe there's a... I'm not too sure if it was the Royal Blind Dogs. Yes, in Kensington, I think it yeah. is. Yeah, uh, built a state-of-the-art facility worth about 40 million right. bucks. Well, same thing with uh, Debney's Park as well. Well, I think that um, that farm was supposed to go down and open it. But, you know, that nobody told him it was there. They <laughs> destroy it. With the... It's a bit of a worry, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's just symptomatic of how much this, this whole project is being rushed through. We've got a, a, a project which is a loose design. We actually don't know mm. what the final product will look like because that's going to be up to the contractor, whoever's chosen. Well, look, um, you know, get on a positive note. What, what does Melbourne need, uh, Andrew, Well, I think in your view? Uh, I think what we need to move towards is a properly integrated uh, transport system that takes all four modes seriously. So, um, I mean, just to sort of slip back into the negative for a moment, this project is absolutely a road project which is being built really without, you know, that's all it is. And it's, it's um, whereas you, you need to give people the choice of what kind of transport mode to use, whether it's uh, going by car or um, public transport or walking or riding. Walking actually is one of the kind of key thing that really needs to be built into the system rather than just you know sort of dangling there as a um, as some kind of uh, some kind of uh, afterthought it is a genuine way to get around um, push bikes um, yes pu push bikes are increasing a lot I noticed I've noticed so much in just recent times uh, along that royal parade the amount of people that are riding into the city uh, I guess yeah if you live sort of, you know, 10 k's away from the city, people are finding their push bikes are even just as fast, uh, faster than the car to get to work. There seems to be a kind of uh, bias on the part of governments in, in that they like big, expensive projects with big, fat ribbons that they get to cut at the end. But when we look at transport in Melbourne, there are lots of, of uh, kind of uh, problems which are basically neglect of what's already here. Okay. So in particular, the signalling system for the trains is completely antiquated and we could enormously increase the number of trains on the tracks that we've already got. I see they've done that in the UK yes, very yeah, successfully, yeah, haven't they? Yeah. In the um, underground. Yes. Mm. And uh, even you know, with the, the road system, there was an article uh, in The Age last week, I think it was, talking about the traffic lights in Melbourne and how that there are some of them that they haven't been updated for 20 years. So they're uh, it's a you know the whole even just the, the kind of simple nuts and bolts of the transport system have been uh, neglected. There was a figure there I think that said uh, in France and Britain trams spent spend between one and three percent waiting at traffic lights. For Melbourne I think it was seventeen percent. Um, so you know those kind of things uh, you know they they're really the things that need to be. Uh, uh, fixed first. Timetabling is another giant problem. So there's this sort of terrible thing across Melbourne where, you know, the train pulls into the station um, just as, the, you know, minutes after the uh, after the bus has already already left. <laughs> that's that's just be, great. I mean, that happens everywhere. Is and it? that's yeah. going to be the result of... Uh, of um, you know the privatisation that happened from the in the Kennett years and after, so that the whole system is not talking to itself and it's not being conceived as a as a functional whole that is actually serving the people who it's who nearly competing it. interests. Yes, isn't it? When you get that uh, commercial, um, well, they call it commercial best practice, you know, but it's yeah. not actually best practice to what you're achieving, and really, it is just about logistics. 
And if you get your prejudices away, and I think that's what happens with these um, different organisations is that, uh, you know, there's a lot of people one way or the other and there's a lot of prejudice. So, you know, from a business point of view, if you're in there for a commercial reason, you're, you know, that you keep hearing them tramps it out. Um, you know, we're here to benefit the shareholders, you know, uh, we've got to make a profit, you know, all those sort of things. But, you know, what is actually public transport about? It's about giving the punters what they want, you know. And so we saw that Mikey come in. And I'll tell you what, I went on the tram with my kids the other day and my thing wouldn't work. And, I mean, I went into the shop and I paid my money. It wouldn't work. He wanted to get me off the tram and I've got two kids with me. I wasn't going to get off the tram. Uh, and there's no, I said, how else can I pay? You can't pay with cash. You can't pay any other way. So that's, I'm not, you know, the punter isn't getting what they want. And I think that's probably should be the start. Absolutely. Uh, it should uh, be about choice too, shouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, the people out east, sort of around Doncaster, have no choice but to get into a car. And if this east-west link is built, um, any possibility that they might have a train in the future is gone because the reserve along the Eastern Freeway will be used up by extra lanes oh, to will accommodate it? all those extra cars. Okay, well, that's quite so, a serious thing. You know, um, and increasingly, car travel is becoming very expensive if you think about the cost yep. of registration, to buy your car, to run the car, the cost of petrol. None of this is going to get cheaper. People actually deserve to have some choices about how they get around. And if we give them those choices, the congestion problem becomes less. Well, look, we're just running a bit over time, but we'll do another minute. Um, will it ever happen with the current government in the state that it's in? Will the road ever be built? Yeah, will the road ever I be built? I think it's well, looking very doubtful. There are, and I'm, I'm absolutely sure that if the, uh, you know, if the government could go back in time, they would never start this. I don't think they've, uh, you know, they didn't expect the amount of opposition that they've faced. I and don't think also, they've seen anything yet. No, they haven't. And uh, There's also the Supreme Court challenge, which we're running yes. at the moment. Um, You're involved in that. That went a lot parent. better. We had our first hearing in May. We're going back in July. It looks like we may go to trial, which is better than we ever expected. Can there be some sort of injunction on signing the contracts while that, that, is, that takes that place? That is the intention, is that the, the judge actually required that um, the state advise him of the earliest date before which they would sign any contracts, so that if there was to be a trial, everything could be organised okay. in time for that. And we would be seeking an injunction on... So he's set uh, down an order for that? Um, he hasn't set down an order for a trial yet. No, no, but, but an order to be but advised. Yes, to be advised, okay. absolutely. Well, that's, well that so means they've got news. to advise him, yeah, doesn't it? Absolutely. So he didn't buy the argument that they need at least three months to get all that information together because it's so complicated because it's all about the business case mm. and being transparent and accountable. accountable. Um, and really, if they haven't got the business case information now, that's pretty worrying. Um, well, there's no mm. business case for it. <laughs> I did attend the hearings and, yeah, I wasn't very impressed with what I saw. So um, I've got a bet with a mate that it won't go ahead, Andrew. So he's, he's on my back to pay him up all the time. And I say, no, nah, we'll just wait. We'll wait and see what happens. I think though. you're on the right side. Of Good on you. There. Oh, no doubt about and it. Can we just uh, invite people to come to our rally? The rally is on the 28th. 28th. That's Where is it and when is it? Uh, well, it's going to start at the State Library at uh, 1 p.m. on Saturday, June the uh, 28th. And uh, where... Sorry, 10 to 1? Uh, no, it starts at 1 p.m. 1 p.m.? Yeah. At, at the State Library? At, from the State Library, yeah. 
and uh, we're pretty hopeful that it's going to be much, much bigger than any of the earlier rallies. That uh, There's been a whole series of them of uh, varying sizes uh, against the project and for public transport, but uh, we're really hoping to make this uh, okay. the next step up. Well, uh, we've got to wind it up. We could talk for ages about this, couldn't we? You might have to get you back on again and just give us more updates as things happen, Andrew. Oh, and Harriet, with the court case, I'd be mm. really fascinated. Um, so if you can't get in, we might get you on the phone. Um, keep updated about this dreadful tunnel. So get on to the State Library on the 28th of June at 1pm. We might be bringing an interesting sign down. Yes, do that. <laughs> do that. Prize right. for the most interesting yeah, Let us sign. know where you're from. Yeah, we'd love to, love to see a wide representation of people from around Melbourne. Fantastic. OK, well, uh, thanks very much for coming in, uh, Harriet uh, Mantel and Andrew Kelly. It's thanks. been terrific to talk to you uh, about tunnel picket and public transport. And... Uh, to find out about the rally uh, on the 28th of June. Um, is there a Facebook page or anything or people can go to to, you know, support? Is there much of social media around? I did see there was a video being made about tunnel picket. Uh, yes, yeah, there is a video that's being made. Uh, uh, yes, there are some Facebook pages. Uh, you can look under East West Pledge or... Um, uh, I forget the exact title of it. Maybe Tunnel Picket. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, maybe if you can put it on your website. I will. I'll, I'll yeah. look it up and we'll do that. Well, thanks again for coming in. Um, that's all we've got time for with that segment.